now. Let me just read this only, okay? This scripture, Exodus chapter 8, verse 5 to 6. It says what? It says, And the Lord spake unto Moses, Say unto Aaron, Stretch forth thy hand with thy rod over the streams, over the rivers, and over the ponds, and cause frogs to come up upon the land. And what happened? <laughs> and Aaron, and Aaron stretched out his hand over the waters of Egypt. Mm -hmm. And the frogs came up and covered the land of Egypt. Mm -hmm. And the magicians did so with their enchantments mm -hmm. and brought up frogs upon the land of Egypt. Did you hear that? And the magicians did so with their what? With their enchantments. Okay, what are enchantments? I spoke to you. Enchantments, it is when people are doing magic where they speak words. Okay? They make statements. Can you imagine magicians were able to call frogs with words, making statements and known languages, doing enchantments until frogs came out. Making some crazy languages, incantations, spiritual stuff, words, and two frogs. How did Moses call the frogs? Hitting the water. How did they call frogs? Speaking. And now, no wonder Jesus understands that you can only deal with enchantments with enchantments. That's why he says, We shall speak in tongues. A language they can't understand. If a witch stands here and they're doing magic and they're doing enchantments, you hear nothing. They'll be making some sounds and language you will not hear. And God said, no problem. The Holy Spirit will make you speak in tongues. <laughs> if you are sensing some witchcraft somewhere, just go in your house. Walk from the kitchen to your bedroom speaking in tongues. Move around speaking in tongues. You will be shocked. It's just the church doesn't even understand the power of what we speak. The power of even speaking with the church is not aware. I was telling some few people I'm mentoring. I said, a man who speaks in tongues and understands what he's talking about is more powerful than a country with an army. Very powerful. Now, watch this. Watch this. Watch this. And I want you to hear this. Now, I want to show you a very important aspect from the Bible. We did with witchcraft is all about deception, strongholds, and manipulation. If you are manipulated, you, you won't even know. And no one will change you. That's why people who are under witchcraft... You see, they operate under manipulation. They operate under a spell. And, and this, this manipulation, deception, and strongholds, they come through spell, through curses, through uh, uh, soulish prayers, evil wishes, whatever it can be. 
But I want you to see something here. Um, in the Bible, when we go into the scripture, I want to show you a very important story in the Bible. We did Psalm 59, right? Where David realized that there were some dogs moving in Jerusalem. Which, at night, people would think they were dogs. But he picked in the spirit that they were witches. Alright? We did that, right? Okay. Now, I want to show you something here that is important. Then, in the second Kings, I want to take you to a wonderful story. It is very possible, hear this statement, you can actually meet a prophet and receive a prophecy. But if you don't do something about your prophecy, witches can change it. Now, I'm going to show you. Witches can change a prophecy for you. There was a man in the Bible who received prophecy, and his name is Jehoshaphat. And he got a prophecy. Everything was okay. And the man who gave him a prophecy was Elisha. But the prophecy was aborted by witchcraft. Because the, the receiver, the one who received it, there was something he did not do that wizards and witches did. Now, let me show you a very important here, uh, 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 issue here. Now, when you go to 2 um, Kings chapter 3, verse 17 to 19, all right? All right? Now, okay, can you imagine? This is God speaking through Elisha to Jehoshaphat. All right? It's very, very important. And I want you to hear this, okay? We go, we go into the Bible, all right? Now, and again, I want you to write this scripture. I also want you to write um, the book of Numbers 23. 2 Kings, Kings chapter number 3, from verse number 17. For thus says the Lord, you shall not see wind, neither shall you see rain. Yet that valley shall be filled with water, that you may drink both you and your cattle and your beasts. And this is but a light thing in the sight of the Lord. He will deliver the Moabites also into your hands. Did you hear that? What, what would God do? He would deliver the Moabites into your hands. God will deliver the Moabites into your hands. This is a small thing, a light thing. This is prophet Elisha giving a prophecy to Jehoshaphat that the Moabites very easily they'll be given in your hands. Was he a first prophet Elisha? No, no, no. But watch this. They will make a mistake which witches were bought it. Now, look at this. I'm teaching with this so that you can understand and learn how to deal with things like that because you may have a prophecy and you don't want to lose your prophecy. Okay? You have to redeem it. Now, he gets a prophecy. Okay? The Bible says this is a small thing. Have you reached verse 19? All right, go ahead, verse 19. 
verse number 19. Mm. You will overthrow every fortified city and every major town. Mm -hmm. You will cut down every good tree, top, stop up all the springs, and ruin every good field with the stones. Good. And really, prophecy started happening in verse 24. Let's go to verse 24. Prophecy starts happening. In verse 24 says what? But when the Moabites came to the camp of Israel, the Israelites rose up and fought them until and they fled. And smote the Moabites so that they fled before them. But they went forward, smiting the Moabites, even in their country. Prophecy was happening very well. Oh, praise God. The prophecy is taking place. Oh, hallelujah. You know, I can prophesy to you. Things can start happening. Yes, but the problem goes to the finishing part. Now, go verse 27. Go verse 27. Then he took his... All right. Okay, sorry, sorry. sorry. Let's, let's start from this. Uh, um, continue. Verse, go verse 25. 25. And they beat down the cities. Mm-hmm. They paid down the cities, and on every good piece of land, cast every man his stone, and he filled it. And they stopped all the wells of water, and filled all the good trees. Just as it was prophesied, all right? Only in Kaya, Hariseth left the, left the stones thereof. How did the Slingers went about it and smote it. Now, can you imagine the Moabites are losing? Are you following? Yes. Sir. The Moabites are losing, just as the prophet had yes, prophesied. Yes. Sir. Are you following this? Yes. Sir. Now, let me let me read this for you now. Verse twenty-six. It says what? It says, and when the king of Moab saw that the battle was too sore for him, he took with him. 700 men that they drew swords to break through even unto the king of Edom, but they could not. He wanted to run away, but he couldn't. Israel is coming. They have a prophecy. Israel is coming. This side, there is Edom. There's another country. So they were, okay, so let's run away using Edom. But they could not because Edom too had put their troops on the border. So they couldn't run. So Israel is arriving. What will they do? Verse 27. They did witchcraft. And witchcraft changed prophecy. Then he took his eldest son. That should have reigned in his stead, And offered him for a burnt offering. Upon the wall. Upon the wall. And there was a great indignation. Against Israel. Israel. Immediately they did this sacrifice. The Israelites began to lose the battle until they went home. They ran away. The Bible says there was great indignation against Israel and they departed from him and returned to their own land. Yes, sir. What was the problem? What was the matter? If witches sacrifice more than you, they will win the battle. If, hear me, and I, I want you to see, 
No one should lie to you. This is the reason why we're having people in the church today, in different churches, complaining about nothing is changing. Oh, this is taking. It's because the people are not being taught the truth. And I want to tell you the truth. If, if witches are doing more than you can, you will lose. No one should lie to you. If witches are doing enchantments seven times a day against you, and there is no prayer from you the whole day, what will happen? Now tell me what's going to happen. No one should lie to you. You know, there are people like, oh, hallelujah. Oh, we are God's children. Oh, we are protected. We are covered. If, if, if you don't hear what I'm telling you now, you'll be people who will be talking faith and living in mystery. They'll be misery. Hear this. And I want you to hear this. This is Israel, God's nation. And Jehoshaphat is a great man of God. And he goes to a prophet, Elisha, and have a prophecy. But on his way, on their way, when these people, they saw the Moabites, when they saw they, they're about to die, they did witchcraft. He killed his son and put him on the wall. And immediately there was great Just a great indignation against Israel. against Israel. Because God is God of jealousy. Watch this. If there is a moment, trust you me, if there is a moment I want you to know, if there is a moment you have to fast, you have to pray, no matter what, it is now. Hear me. Not because the devil fears sacrifice. He does not. The devil fears the word of God. He fears the light. This is why when Jesus was fasting, actually when he was, the day was finishing, the devil didn't even fear the fasting. That's the day he approached Jesus. And he said, if you are a son of God, turn this stone. He doesn't fear fasting. And, and, and what Jesus challenged him with, he didn't say I was fasting. He said what? It is written. This is why when you give, when you pray, don't just do these things. You must be in the word. Because you see, what the devil fears is not how much you pray, how much you fast, how much you come to church. No, what he fears is are you knowing the word? The reason I'm teaching this topic, I want you to know the word. So when he comes, you kick him out. You show him the way. You say, go out now. I command you in the name of Jesus. You see, there'll be people now, when we, we're dealing with witchcraft, let's pray. Someone is in the blanket, sleeping like this. Oh, in the name of Jesus. And she, when I looked at her like this, she was the worst victim of witchcraft. The whole world of ECG. She was the worst, and she's in a blanket. When the witches were doing it against her, they were not in a blanket, sir. They were up at 2 a.m. She would see. You see, even your body language can tell that you're a victim. <laughs> now, look at this. Just look at this. What didn't they do? This is why Jesus Christ came. Because he knew 
somewhere else, somebody is doing a sacrifice. He knew someone else is giving their, their child as a sacrifice. He knew this way the father loved us so much that he said, instead of us doing sacrifices against our enemy, he gave us Jesus as a sacrifice. And what did he shed? Blood. Because there's no any sacrifice, no any altar with a voice without blood. This is why even the wicked people in the witchcraft world, for them to have power, they must shed blood on the altars. And Jesus shed his blood. So now you and I, we're on a better place because we do not need another blood. We have the blood of Jesus. If you believe wherever you're watching from, I want to speak to you. If you believe in the power that is in the blood of Jesus, every witchcraft will be broken. Every force of the enemy will leave. Your house will be liberated in Jesus' name. If you believe, shout yes. yes. Are you following what I'm saying? Witches know. They know that it is power in the blood of Jesus. I trust you. Trust you me. Trust you me. It, it, is, it is an exchange of blood. They may kill a God and do a sacrifice. We have the blood of Jesus. The Bible says this blood speaks more, much better. Even more than the blood of a human being. Of Abel. So blood speaks. If my friend, <laughs> if they kill an animal and make statements, that blood can speak against you. You need to stop it. Are you hearing me? Because the Bible says the blood of Jesus also speaks. You need to stop it. You need to stop it. Somebody say Jesus. Jesus. Say it again. Say Jesus. Jesus. Now I want to see something here that is important. Very important. Now we see from the scriptures. Okay. From the Bible. What was happening here. Now I want you to apply it into your own personal life. You have a word of prophecy, whether from the Bible, whether from the man of God, or you have a revelation, you have a vision, and you are doing something, okay? Or you are planning to do something, all right? As you are planning to do something, all of a sudden things have turned against you. What do you do? What must you do? We are not like Jehoshaphat, who didn't have Jesus, who didn't have the blood of Jesus. We have the blood of Jesus. How is it the blood of Jesus? Listen to me. No one should lie to you. The blood of Jesus is important on any spiritual warfare. Amen. Wherever you're passing through something that you think is witchcraft, you must mention this blood of Jesus. You must, the Bible says this blood speaks. Speaks. The blood of Jesus speaks. Are you following? Are you following or you're not following? Are you following? Now, let's go back to 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 8. I'm about finished now. All right? What does the Bible say? The Bible says, this is where the whole 
drama is the Bible says what? 2 Timothy 3 verse 8. The Bible reads, Now, as Janus and Jambres, with his stood Moses. Now, when you, you read in the, in, the, uh, in, the, in the book of Exodus, these names are not mentioned. These names are not mentioned. I told you before, they are not mentioned. But Paul talks about these names. Now, one may wonder, how did he pick these names up? To any person who studies the tradition Torah or the Jewish tradition of Torah, these names are written in Torah. They are written in Hebrew. All right? Yanis and Yambri. And these two names, because in the, when, you read, when you read in the, when you read in the, um, in, 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 in the, in, um, um, the Bible, you may not have these names. But I want you to see something here. These are, according to tradition in Torah, these two names were actually the ones who told the king to say you must kill all boys that are being born now. They had an intelligence in the dark world. Janus. That's why uh, Apostle Paul, being a person who studied the law, he studied the Torah. Paul, he studied the Torah. So he knew these two people. That they're the ones who were standing against even the birth of Moses. Then he writes here, he said, just as they withstood Moses. Are you following? Yes. Are you here, right? Yes. So there were magicians who actually knew something is about to be born. Let us abort it. I have seen so many people who, before their company is born, it's already finished. Before they even register a project, it's already aborted. 